Well, hi there, everyone. I surely am glad you're back for lesson 139. I will accept atonement for myself. Now, in popular usage, atonement means various things to various people. Here, it means accepting the fact that we are as we were created. We haven't left home. We haven't changed ourselves. Loving oneness of all creation is still the truth. We have not gone anywhere. Remember, we've just gone to sleep and terrified ourselves. And then it proceeds to say, okay, with this lesson is the end of choice. For here we come to a decision to accept ourselves as love or God created us. We can't change what we are. And what is choice? Accept uncertainty of what we are. There is no doubt that is not rooted here. There's no question but reflects this one. There is no conflict that does not entail the single simple question, what am I? This has been being asked for thousands of years, which shows how crazy we are. Yet who could ask this question except one who has refused to recognize himself? Only refusal to accept yourself as you are created right now could make this question seem to be sincere. The only thing that can be surely known by any living thing is what it is. I presume you're a living thing since you're listening. From this one point of certainty, it looks on other things that are as certain as itself. Now, uncertainty about what you must be is self-deception on a scale so vast, its magnitude can hardly be conceived. To be alive and not know yourself is to believe that you're really dead, which clearly you aren't. Here you are. So what is life except to be yourself? To be the loving, life, eternal, omnipotent, infinite beingness that you are. And what besides that actually is right here, right now? And what actually can be alive instead? Who's the doubter? What is it he doubts? Whom does he question? Who can answer him? Don't try to answer those questions. This is a confusing lesson. But all of those third-person he's should be we. It's talking about us. And so I'm going to shift the language a little bit. We merely state that we're not ourselves. And therefore, somehow being something else, this invented ego, we become a questioner of what that something is. Yet, we could never be alive at all unless we knew the answer, because the answer is being alive. <laughs> if we ask as if we don't know, it merely shows we don't want to be the thing we are. We don't want to be unified and whole. We have accepted the truth of us because we're alive, but yet we have judged against it, denied its worth, and have decided that we don't know the only certainty by which we live. Thus, we become uncertain of life, for what it is has been denied by us. We have denied the wholeness, aliveness of us. And it is for this denial that we need atonement, this atonement which is choosing to accept again the actual truth of what we are. 
Our denial has made no change in what we are whatsoever, but we have split our minds into what knows this and now what pretends like we have no idea about this truth. This is the first time in a lesson, as I recall, that the split mind has been discussed. It's discussed in the text, but I think this is the first time it shows up here. So this says, now I've got a right mind and a wrong mind. And you remember a few lessons ago, I said that it refers to this wrong mind as a sickly hospital for pain, where we make up all kinds of awful stuff in this hallucination. You are yourself. There's no doubt about this. And yet we doubt it. Okay. But you do not ask what part of you can really doubt yourself. It's all this ego programming, the insane ego programming. It can't really be part of you that asks this question, for it asks of one who knows the answer. Were it, that's the doubting part of you, part of you, then certainty would be impossible. Do not try to untangle this sentence. Again, what it means is, atonement, that acceptance that you have not changed yourself, remedies this strange idea that it is possible to doubt yourself and be unsure of what you really are. This is the depth of madness, yet it is the universal question of the world. What am I? What am I? What does this mean except the world is mad? It is an insane hallucination. So why share its madness in the sad belief what is universal here? In other words, that everybody believes here is true when it isn't. Nothing this world believes is true. It's a place whose purpose is to be a home, an environment, where those who claim they have no idea what we are can come to question it again. And it says they will come again, and I'm going to say again and again and again, this is the whole idea of reincarnation, until the time atonement, which means we've never left home, is accepted. See, we don't have to find our way back home, we just have to accept we never left. That's different. And then we can learn it's impossible to doubt ourselves and not be aware of what we are. Only acceptance is asked of us because what we are is already certain. It is set forever in the holy mind of God and in your own. It is so far beyond all doubt and question that to ask what it must be is all the proof you need to show that you believe the contradiction that you don't know what you are, even though you cannot fail to know it. So is this a question or is this just a statement that shows up like a question? It's really a statement of what we believe. So let us not allow our holy, beautiful, loving minds to occupy themselves any longer with senseless musings such as this. We have a mission here. We did not come to reinforce the madness that we once believed in. So let's not forget the goal that we accepted. Let me be clear, if you're here, if you're a student of a course, or if you even are thinking about being a student of the course, it's found you. It's found you because you have indicated some interest, some acceptance, some plea for a better way to live. So there is no accident that you're here and that you're listening. And it's more than just our happiness that we gain when we accept this, because what we accept as what we are proclaims what 
everyone must be along with us. Remember, oneness is the truth. So don't fail your brothers or you fail yourself. Look lovingly on them, that they may know they are part of you and you of them. There is no place here for judgment or condemnation. This does atonement teach and demonstrates that the oneness of God's Son is unassailed by his crazy belief he doesn't know what he is. So today, accept atonement, the truth that we are an eternal expression of love, not to change reality, but merely to accept this truth about ourselves. And we can go our way rejoicing in the endless love and joy and peace of God. It is but this we are asked to do, and we are going to do this today. So five minutes in the morning and at night, we're going to dedicate our minds to thinking about this. We're going to start out with the review of our mission. I will accept atonement for myself, for I remain as God or love created me. We have not lost the knowledge that God gave to us when he created us like him. In his mind and in our right minds, we can remember this for everyone, for in creation all minds are one. And in our memory is the recall of how dear our brothers are to us in truth, how much a part of us in every mind, how faithful everyone has really been to us. They have not been the treacherous ones that we have hallucinated. And how all-encompassing love contains us all. So in thanks for all creation, in the name of its creator and his oneness with all aspects of creation, we repeat our dedication to our cause every hour. We're going to lay aside all the thoughts that are distracting us and for several minutes let our minds be cleared of all the foolish cobwebs which the world would weave around our identity as the Holy Son of God and learn the fragile nature of these crazy chains that seem to keep the knowledge of ourselves apart from our awareness as we're going to say, I will accept atonement for myself, for I remain as God created me. Have a wonderful, delightful, love-filled practice today. See you tomorrow.